Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What is up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Jamie Kufos. He and I both kind of started in the fitness industry um, at a very similar stage um, of our lives. We've known each other now for, I think it's literally around 10 years. Um, uh, he's a very knowledgeable guy and someone that's doing great things in the health and fitness industry. And we wanted to just have a chat, a bit of a banter about some of the mistakes that we made um, initially in our first few years and how our philosophy on certain aspects of training and nutrition, supplementation and all that type of stuff has changed over the years. Um, so that's what we did. We had a good conversation. Um, it was really enjoyable and a uh, big thank you to Jamie for coming on the show. So if you enjoy today's episode, we would love for you to take a screenshot and post on your story for us. Also a big thank you to the sponsor of today's episode, EHP Labs. Um, Jamie's also an athlete with EHP. So, um, we, we're very fortunate to be working with such a great company. You can use my code DJK10 on any of EHP Labs supplements online to try them out. Some of my personal favorites is the Oxy Shred and the Oxy Way, some incredible flavors there and, um, and very high quality products. So again, big thank you to EHP Labs. Now let's get stuck into today's episode with Jamie. Jamie, man, welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. It's been a long time coming, but it's a pleasure um, as always to have a chat with you and catch up obviously via Zoom, unfortunately, but I'm sure we can get a session in soon, man. But welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, man. And thanks for having me. Um, just like uh, I've known you for so long, man, and I feel like we kind of grew into the industry together. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, training, PT, physically, business, um, I guess somewhat being a an athlete now. So really good to catch up and just dive into all, man, and just try to help anyone. hundred percent, man. And, um, you know, like you just touched on, we, I think we really have kind of followed the same path along the same timeline in terms of our lifting, um, career, I guess you could call it. Uh, and, and even the pathway with the profession side of things in terms of helping people through health and fitness. And obviously our chat today, we could just sit here and talk shit for 45 minutes and you and I would have a great time, but obviously we want to add as much value as we possibly can. And um, I think you and I both got a lot to share. So touching on, on this topic before we um, hit record, you know, we, we were talking about how we wanted, how we can add as much value today as possible. And um, as we've both just spoken about now, we, we are both at similar stages physically in terms of how long we've been training for and, and the progressions that we've made and how we've gone about it. So Today, guys, what we're going to be talking about really is, I guess, reverse engineering how we both physically got to the point where we're at now. And we're definitely both not saying that we're that this is the end point or this is what we're happy with. Like, we're, it's a never-ending journey. But people often look on social media at someone like Jamie and, and, and look at his physique and go, all right, how am I going to achieve that? And in the, unfortunately, these days, the, the order of how people hope to achieve their goals is just so fucking skewed. It's, it's out of whack. It's... Uh, it's almost the opposite of, of what we've been able to um, follow along the way. But in saying that, we both made probably all the mistakes you could possibly make and tried all the bullshit and read all the bodybuilding.com articles and went to all the expos. Um, so let's, let's chat about it, man. So um, what, what age did you start lifting at? Man, I started probably when I was probably about 16, um, just socially 16, 17 years old. Um, uh, you know, two, three times a week. At this time, 
uh, Danny, I was, uh, I remember hopping off the bus, drinking an up and go, uh, yeah. walking to the gym going, Oh, this shit has a lot of protein in it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I guess that, that's, that's already itself just, uh, just a misconstrued, uh, no, it does not have enough protein in it. And you should know you should probably not have dairy uh, pre-training. But um, yeah, I pretty much started when I was about 17, 16. Um, quite skinny, just like yourself, Danny. I guess, um, like, like you said, we start off uh, in very similar <clears throat> timelines. Yep. But I think uh, physically upon as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Look, I mean, um, I can say from experience and I feel as though we're very similar. Like I know when I started... And I really fell in love with it. I was super passionate about it. It became just, I was obsessed and like I still am, but now it's to less of a, a nuffy state than what I was at at the time. Like I was just a nut job. Like I would <coughs> watch and read everything. And for me, it was always about like, it was the unknown. Whereas now I feel like I have the knowledge. Obviously things change, um, are going to be ever changing and there's always new research that comes out. But early days for me, it was just not knowing like, what does and doesn't work and it was, that was always the the mission is to try and figure out what i should be doing with my food what i should be doing with my training to get to the res, to get the results that i wanted for me at the time it was obviously to build muscle mass and and probably likewise for you and that changes and it's different for everyone but it was always about trying to find the answers um, and thinking that the answers were going to be in some bodybuilding magazine that you know some answers that no one's ever heard of before or you know, talking to the guy at the gym that looks jacked and just asking him what he's done. And then the, what he tells you is that's, that's it. That's the answer. Like that's, that's gotta be the only thing that works. So I wasted shit loads of time on just trying anything and everything. And that's the first thing I think really important to touch on is even if you're doing probably the wrong thing, you're going to see better results over an extended period of time if you're consistent with it. And yep. if you're, if you're actually consistent, cause I know from, my experience, I would go from one program and I'd see a new article and I'd be like, fuck, that one must work or this one looks better. So I'm going to go to that. And it was just always, always changing. So early days for you, was that similar? Did you have a similar experience with that? And then second to that, what did, what was the moment, I guess, that, um, that it all kind of made a bit of sense to you? And then what approach did you follow? And do yep. you continue to follow to this day to, to see that results in muscle growth and, and re retaining muscle when you're in a fat loss phase? Yeah, sure. For so the training I, side of things to begin with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, when, when I was starting training, uh, I realized, fuck, I couldn't put on weight. I, I, was, I was skinny, ectomorph. Um, I didn't necessarily know about nutrition. And then when I hit about 18, I was like, I'm a, I need to stop doing all these sports. I can't mm -hmm. do everything. I can't build muscle whilst doing marathon running because I was doing 20, 30 Ks a week, essentially, of running. I quit yep. everything when I was 18 and I said, you know what, time to take gym full serious. And um, like you said, it, you had it, you, you were full on with it. And yeah. I like to say back then, man, I was possessed with uh, wanting, I was hungry essentially for a change. And um, I guess with, with, the, with the regarding the, the food, um, <clears throat> I wasn't necessarily always on point. I didn't necessarily track macros back then yep. um, or no of i guess uh we looked up to i guess like you said the bodybuilders the magazines and i think back then they didn't have the knowledge we have now to kind of say this is what you actually need to do and um like when i looked at someone or a friend who was like a bodybuilder he said to me jamie 
you got to fucking eat to grow. Eat. And then when you can't eat anymore, eat more. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right, yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. So then I'd pasta, 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 but I can't eat more pizza. But then I became fat, man. I got really fat. I eventually <laughs> went from skinny to fat eventually, right? Within a few years. I remember um, I saw this quote once and I, and I fucking stuck by it for ages. And now I'm just thinking you absolute fucking loser i read his quote one saying if your abs are showing you ain't growing so after that i was like fuck it i've got to just get fat i've got to just, if i'm not if i can see my abs then i'm not gaining muscle mass so it was just like eating as much as i possibly could until it got to the point where yeah i started to cut and i looked at my like before and afters when i eventually got lean i was like what the fuck i ended up fat as fuck yeah it's really it was really bad man and i guess um I think I think that's probably the first one. I suppose is is not understanding macronutrient and caloric breakdown and understanding um, <clears throat> how to adjust your calories and macros appropriately for I guess yourself, myself. How much weight is 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 good to put on? Um, how much is bad? Um, <clears throat> so I definitely think like the first kind of thing that was done wrong essentially was the the food. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, if, if I did things properly and actually counted macros, which maybe every, uh, 18 year old probably does now do because now, now everyone, it's very, it's very knowledge now it is, man, it is, you know? And, uh, <clears throat> I think, I think back then, like I said, I was drinking up and goes on the way to gym. Mm. Now I was thinking I had a lot of protein. Yeah. I think even if you're listening at the moment, you, there's what, like something you could probably pick up on straight away with Jamie and myself is that back then it was it always came down to, this is my opinion anyway, it always came down to correlation versus causation and that's just not the case. Yep. So we would see someone jacked and you'd find out what they did and then you would do it. Or you would get told something by someone who looks good so you would do what they tell you because you think that that's, yeah, obviously it works. If, they, if it didn't work, they wouldn't look like that. But unfortunately, it's not the case. So if there's something like before we keep discussing some of these uh, some of these things, the mistakes you can probably miss out on these days. Something super, super important is always be curious, like always ask questions. And I think something that we can both agree on is that figure out like whatever approach you're following, try and figure out the, the evidence behind it, like the scientific evidence behind it. Now, in the end of the day, nutrition and training is so simple. The, the, the principles behind it is simple. To, to gain weight, you need to be in a calorie surplus. To lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. So that's as hard as nutrition gets. We can go into more detail and get things very specific. And, and you know, that is the case for a lot of people. But for the average Joe that's listening to this, it's as easy as it gets. Make sure your protein's right. That's as hard as nutrition is. And then on the training side of things, again, it's science. You need to provide your body with a reason to change. You need to give it a stimulus that's overloading a muscle to make to give it a reason to grow, give it a reason to get stronger, to, to be able to withstand the load that you were trying to put on that muscle. Now that's as, again, that's as hard as it gets. Yeah. There's a lot of ways you can approach that. But in the end of the day, if you're following an approach that does those things, regardless of what it is, regardless of what anyone says about your approach, if you're consistent with doing those things, you will see results. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not a magic switch. You tick those boxes and then you multiply that with time and patience and you're going to evidently get the reward. You know, it's not like, um, it's not the, it's not the what if it's, it's tick this box, tick this box, tick this box. And then consistently you will get it. It's like anything, man. It's like business. 
particular, I always bring this, uh, always use this comparison business and, and your physique, the comparisons, obviously uh, the way you go about things are different, but like the comparison between the process is exactly the same. You can't start a business one day and then just hope and like, you know, some people will, the very tiny percent of people in the population will be able to start a business and it'll blow up. But for most people, you start a business, you figure out what needs to be done. You reverse engineer the steps. You do the small boring things day in, day out, and you see some progression and then you, you have to adapt here and there, but it's just same with your physique. It's figuring out those, those fundamentals. It's figuring out your calorie intake, your, your goal with your training, what you need to be doing, things you need to be working on, your mobility that needs to get better, whatever, sleep, nutrition, um, hydration, supplementation, whatever it is tick those boxes day after day and don't expect it to be too exciting because it's not, it's just the small things done day after day. And you know, I even see on your stories a lot, Jamie, and uh, I use like a journal and I see you use like a big whiteboard. It's like you have the things on the de- on the whiteboard each day that need to be ticked off yep. before you go to sleep. If they're not ticked off, then you can't be disappointed if you're not seeing the results that you want, if you're not doing the work. And that's unfortunately what the problem is for most people is just not fucking willing to do the work. And a word you used before, patience, is just not in anyone's vocabulary. It's like instant gratification is the biggest problem, I think, for a lot of people these days with everything. It's like wanting something to happen now, comparing your day one to someone's year 10. It's like... I feel like, I feel like it's, it's a, obviously it's a major problem. The impatience is, is much more large than ever. Life is easier. You're fucking hungry, go order Uber Eats. You know, it comes to your door. Everything is becoming much more easier. However, I feel like it's also um, maybe the part of the industry's fault as well that's slowly transitioning. Like, um, I suppose, like the one percenters that are up in the, in the industry that are saying fast results, fast this, fast that. Mate, yeah. you're in the wrong fucking industry. There's nothing fast about this. <laughs> mm, exactly right. And, and unfortunately, it, it's, it's annoying that it even needs to be said, but if you've seen someone that's getting fast results and you're in the health and fitness industry, guess what, my friend, they're not just using creatine and protein powder. Um, <laughs> unfortunately that's not the case. So that's what fucking shits me the most, to be honest. Like people like you, you know, you and I who, who put in the time and effort and try and build up a big business and build our physique and do all the things day in, day out. And, um, you know, in the end of the day, like, I don't give a shit what other people do. It's not, it's none of my business. But when you see someone that is clearly enhanced, that is selling, uh, programs to people that want to look like them and then never, you know, they're never disclosing the fact that they're using pharmacy, like they're using drugs to look the way they do. And they're selling these programs to people that think if they do three sets of, uh, 15 bench press that their chest is going to look like them. It's just, it's frustrating to see, man. But Again, it's just the patience thing. I just don't think people have it because it's, because it's always looking for the, the quick fix. I, I did a post last night and um, I uh, posted for my legs. And I guess I wrote uh, the, the, the first part of the story was like, you may, you may call me lucky, but I say I haven't missed a leg day for the last seven, eight years. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> what they see now is evidently um week in week out consistency multiplied by seven eight years and i think one thing that you just said before is um you need to put in the work and what i try to say to clients as well or anyone is 
you need to qualify for that result. And um, <clears throat> just like you were to go for a job, you, you apply, you need the prerequisites, discipline, yeah. consistency, hard work. Um, it's like, you know, it's like opening up a bank account, right? If I open yeah, up yeah. a bank account today and I put in $10, okay, so all I've got in, on me today is 10 bucks, but I give every cent that I've got, which is only $10, I put it in the bank account. And then tomorrow I expect that bank account to look exactly the same as yours. Who's been putting in $10 every single week for the past 10 years. Like you fucking serious. Yeah. 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 It, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, when you put it in that regard, I think a lot of people, again, just comes down to wanting things too quickly. So, um, let's get back on track. Um, talking about, so obviously the nutrition side of things, super, super important. Knowing your numbers for me, I don't know what your, your opinion is, but for me, it's like knowing your calorie intake, knowing your protein minimum, quite clearly predominantly choosing nutrient dense foods. But if you're consistent with those things, you will to a, a very uh, good um, degree, see awesome results. Um, and, and it doesn't need to be any more difficult than that. If you want to eat vegan, eat vegan. If you want to avoid carbs, avoid carbs. If you want to follow intermittent fasting, do that. But in the end of the day, there's fundamentals that need to be follow it otherwise you will not see results there's a reason why any diet that's ever been created works the only reason that any of them work is because they put you in a calorie deficit i don't give a fuck what you say that is the only way that your body is going to lose body fat in terms of supplementation i know from uh, my experience in the younger days i was again like really fascinated by it um just assumed that you know, like if I bought a mass gain, a protein powder that I would just get massive straight away. Or like if I use creatine, things would just go like through the roof and pre-workout was like the greatest thing ever. Um, so what, what was your experience like with subs early on? And then fast forward to now, like how do they fit in with your current, um, I guess, routine, depending on whether you're losing body fat or trying to gain size? Yep. So, uh, I, I don't think I, um, I didn't, I didn't start taking pre-workout until I was probably about 18. Um, the Jack 3D was, was, was back then. Uh, it was like meth, bro. For those days. <laughs> um, it actually but, got banned because there was an ingredient in it, the same ingredient that's in meth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's why I'm not as sensitive to pre-workouts right now. <laughs> Nothing will compare. Um, but <clears throat> I, think, I think back then, it was really was the steroid of, of supplements yeah the the, the creatine uh, protein was quite quite natural i don't think i really streaved off protein and 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 mixed other things i think what i did was i was having a lot of natural products where like the the protein powder i had was organic it was flavorless it was um you know, whey or like, um, you need hydrolyzed whey. You need more fast absorbing whey protein. You mm. need it in your system within 10 minutes, hydrolyzed, mm. yeah. you know? And now it's like, mate, your, your body's breaking down protein throughout the whole day. You know, there's no such thing as an anabolic window, double scoop and post-workout thinking you need to get protein in straight away. Yeah, um, fucking hand in the head if you miss the window, the fucking whole world <laughs> been a waste. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think I think now, like as we start to shift back then, it was oh my god, I need to get my protein in post workout. Now it's like carbs are almost more important than than protein post workout. You know what I mean? In in, in an anabolic perspective, so um, mm. <clears throat> that that's that's where the mind shifts as well with 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 um how I was back then the protein powder, 
And um, if you need it as well, you know, just remember, I suppose with anyone, and if I guess I'm prescribing uh, supplements for a client, it's a supplement is meant to, I guess, supplement your food. If you can get enough protein in per day, you don't need a protein supplement. However, it's good to be on deck just as like a, an emergency, just in case you're behind. However, yeah, it's not the godfather. You don't walk into the pro protein store as you do now. Like meh, back then it was like, oh, which one's going to get me the gains? It's like fucking the greatest place on earth. Like I could spend hours in a protein store when I was younger. <laughs> But you're right. It's as the name would suggest is to supplement your nutrition and your training. If, and again, it comes back to the order of importance, right? Um, a lot of people out there now start their journey and the supplements are the first thing that they get in check before yeah. their nutrition is even considered before their training structure is even considered before they're even getting enough sleep before they're even drinking more than a 600 mil bottle of water each day. It's like supplements and you know, you and I are fortunate to be, Athletes now with EHP Labs, a company we've both used for so many years now, but it's, it's, uh, it doesn't change the message I tell people. I'm like, oh, uh, use as little amount of supplements as you can. And, and when I work with an online client, um, I'm not prescribing them fucking OxyShred, yeah. OxyWay, creatine, like every single supplement that is on EHP's um, website. It's like, I want to start you off with as little amount of supplements as possible. Once we see how your body responds to nutrition and training. And if you feel like you need a bit of an enhancement in some area, then we can look to utilize these supplements to their best capability. Cause in the end of the day, they're going to give you a very small percentage yeah. of an improvement or a change or whatever. So if you're using them from early on, it's like cardio, right? Like, Again, I don't know what your opinion on this is, but I usually try and start a fat loss phase with as little amount of cardio as possible because yep. when I need it, I want it to be effective. Yep. If I start off with a fuckload of cardio, guess what? When I reach a plateau, I'm pretty much fucked. If yep. I can't bring my calories any lower and my cardio is already through the roof, then it's not going to be effective adding in another five, 10 minutes here and there compared to if I had done none at all up until that point. So same goes with, with supplements. like They should be utilized in the correct manner, I think, for sure. I think, I think your goal should always be trying to achieve the largest result with, I guess, the most minimal kind of effort, even um, a supplement perspective, I suppose. Like, you know, just like you said, you're trying to get a result without cardio. So then when you've maximized that result, you've got leeway to kind of implement that cardio to get to that additional result. And I think something that's very important to talk about is the, is the perspective and um, what people think uh, sorry, more, more perception, I suppose, of what people think they're going to achieve from taking supplements. Mm. I think um, the perception versus, um, I guess, uh, like how it's marketed versus maybe the reality, I suppose, of, of, of a supplement. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think that's very, that's definitely very important because, um, well, like we just said, growing up, our, our perception was like that that, yeah. that <laughs> supplement yeah. like, you know what I mean <laughs> and I remember whenever I used to run out of protein I'd be like oh fuck it I may as well not even train this week like <laughs> I'm gonna see any pro I'm not gonna see any progress this week but yeah you're right it's, again it comes back down to the industry and the the um the message that gets portrayed throughout the industry and yeah. unfortunately a lot of the time it is you know people buying uh, the most obvious example is a fat burner um, yeah. And expect like, let's be honest, like fat burners don't burn fat. Yeah. The supplement itself does not burn fat. Like no. if it was that easy, fuck, we'd all be walking around like Greek gods. What the fat yeah. burner does 
though is enhance every aspect of the fat burning process it'll it'll help suppress appetite it'll help you move more which is obviously going to burn more calories it'll help you for a short period of time increase your metabolism again expending more energy it's like it's going to aid in your fat loss journey but again it's not going to do the job for you so it's just a in the end of the day again it's about understanding it's a process um understanding it's uh it's role in the fat loss journey as well and now uh, on that on that topic i want to quickly touch on rep ranges because again i'm not too sure what your experience was like with this um and again guys like uh, i feel like we've we're kind of going off in heaps of different directions which is fine but the whole purpose of um this chat is literally for anyone who's tuned in to try and learn from our mistakes and also to to help you guys push you in the right direction it may not be you don't have to do what we're telling you that we do now but it's giving you the tools to go figure it out for yourself. Because again, like I said earlier, always ask questions, always be curious about why you're doing something and what the purpose of and the effectiveness is. But rep ranges, what, what were you like um, in regards to your programming early days compared to your philosophy on rep ranges in particular now? Because I'm sure you get this question all the time, like what rep range should I lift in to gain muscle? What rep range should I lift in if I'm trying to lose body fat? Like how does that, how does that work for you now? Yeah, so I think growing up, um, obviously heavy, 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 heavy. I think, um, I think, uh, especially for younger client uh, clients or people who are getting into the gym, um, they're trying to always lift heavy weights, and obviously more more plates on the end of that barbell, the better, you know, for muscle hypertrophy. Um, but for me, for me, um, growing up in the gym, it was definitely. Uh, yeah, just the normal, the normal rep range, 12 reps, 10, eight, you know, mm. I guess um, <clears throat> I didn't really pivot too much off that. I guess also, I guess we were young. So we constantly had energy in the tank. We had fresh joints. We mm. could continue to always be Recovery so much faster. Yeah. So even though it did work, it's not necessarily the better um, option uh, to continue as you get older as well. You need to think, the smart way because there definitely comes a point at a workout where you've done your heavy movements and now it's time to readjust your your rep range to still mm-hmm. um, fatigue the muscle i suppose yeah it's again about uh i've talked about this on the show when we've had some guests on like uh, an example that comes to mind is austin current like he's huge on exercise execution similar to a guy like ben pikolsky and it's like yeah, it's all well and good how many plates you've got on the bar or on the machine or how heavy the dumbbell is, but are you actually working the muscle that you're trying to work? Are you thinking about the movement you're trying to produce with that with that joint? Is there enough mechanical tension on the muscle? Um, are you going to failure on every single set and lifting with shit form or are you progressing each week? Do you even know what weight you lifted last week for how many reps? It, it, and I mean as well for myself, and I'm sure there's people out there that could probably be in a similar boat like i was almost on the opposite end of that spectrum i used to think that if i didn't have like a burn that it was doing fuck all so like if someone said to me do six reps like eight reps i'd be like bro it's gonna do nothing like there's no chance or to the other side of that at one point in time i was like oh i don't want to get too big (laughs) um which clearly hasn't fucking happened uh (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah so i'd rep i would be lifting 15 to 20 reps and just going for the burn thinking that as long as I felt fatigue and, and pretty much failure that I would grow and grow and grow. And it wasn't until I worked my way back down in between the six to 12 rep range really. 
and focused on overload and focused on improving my movements and focused on execution of every single set, every single rep where I started to see those results. And, and again, I mean, what, how much in terms of volume and stuff, like how much volume are you doing now? And I it does come down to effectiveness does come down to your body type as well to an extent. So someone like Jamie or myself who, who are naturally ectomorphs, I found that I, I tend to grow a lot better anyway when the volume is a little bit lower or more frequency and less volume for me works really, really well. Um, in saying that, I, I bump the volume up for my energy output when I'm trying to lose body fat, focus on muscle retention first and then and then go to more volume instead of cardio. So what, what approach are you following now and what have you found works best? Um, so uh, growing up with training, I was following just a simple bro split where like majority of my training, maybe for four to five years, I was following a, a bro split. The bro split for anyone listening is essentially one muscle group on maybe like each day, Monday's chest, Tuesday's quads, Wednesday's back. Um, so it's not necessarily the push-pull legs, which essentially is more um, common now. Um, I guess those workouts, like even though you only train the muscle maybe once a week, it was much larger sets. Uh, the workouts were longer, I guess, because only you were training it once a week, you could probably hammer it. Mm. But then again, when I look back, I need to ask and think, mm, was that way more beneficial to how I do it now where essentially I would do like a push pull legs and I would get stimulus on the muscle twice a week. Yeah. And I guess uh, not as much volume per session. Mm-hmm. So, and as well, like how much of that volume was quality volume? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like anyone, I didn't, I didn't know anyone that's not enhanced that can then do an hour to an hour and a half on one muscle group and have overload or, 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 um, quality reps the whole way through, you know, they, a lot of guys refer to it now as like junk volume towards the end of the session. It's like, you're just filling in time to justify the fact you've gone in and trained biceps for an hour and a half. Yeah. And I think, um, I think, uh, if someone can get to like, uh, their third or fourth movement and still be lifting heavy and still having crazy energy, then I think they need to ask themselves as well. Like, how hard are you actually going on the more important movements um, to like really dictate, like by the time you get to that third or fourth movement, um, you should be quite, quite pooped, man. Like right now, I don't know about you, but like if I was to do like a push workout where like I start with chest, by the time I've done my bench and my incline, mate, I'm, I'm screwed. But like essentially mm-hmm. I'm doing, you know, four to five, uh, or maybe, maybe even six sets on, on each movement because you're doing three warm up sets, three warm and building up sets and three working sets. Mm-hmm. Um, so and again, that comes with experience. It's like, it's that muscle memory. It's the movement patterns. It's like, if I, if I've been doing a, a barbell squat now for eight years, of course, I'm going to be able to effectively fire the right muscles in a much better, uh, a much better order, a much better pattern compared to someone who's one year in or six months in who's trying to do the same thing. So I think that comes with experience as well. Like we are able to probably get away with 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 doing two to three movements from a certain muscle group, but but that the quality of those reps and those sets is probably going to be superior to someone who's who's a few years behind us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I guess um I guess uh, if I was to say and give advice, I think sticking to the basics will always be most um, uh, important to someone's workout. I think 
my training now versus how it was maybe when I started, I was focusing on doing 101 exercises. I was mm. going from the bench and going to the, the chest press machine yeah. and, and, and keep moving. Um, yeah. I, I, say, I say to my, my clients in lockdown now that um, some of my clients get better results at home. Why? Because they're not doing half the bullshit exercises at the gym now. Not feeling in time with junk exercises, yeah. They're sticking to the basics, the old, the old school movements, barbell, dumbbell movements. You cannot go wrong with these movements. They will always be the staples and the, the bee's knees to uh, your results. Mm, I refer to them as like the, like thinking of your compound movements as like the, like the base of a cake and then your isolation movements are just the icing. Like there's no fucking point in having a shitload of icing with no base, even though the icing tastes fucking fantastic. <laughs> But if we're talking about building a cake, it's not, it's not going to be very beneficial for you, is it? Um, yeah, for sure, man. Awesome. Well, we're, I think we've covered a fair bit here, bro. But is there anything else in particular that you think would be beneficial for those listening in terms of just something that they can just bypass that's going to save themselves some time or even a mindset now that you've adopted? Because I know obviously like my uh, philosophy on a number of things has changed over and over and over again up until this point. And, and that's the beauty of having like a growth growth mindset is that it's never just can't get complacent with where you are and what your current thoughts are on, on anything because it's ever, ever going to be ever changing. So yeah, even a mindset shift for you that you think would be super beneficial. Yep. Um, I think one thing I try to teach my clientele is they need to think long-term um, as we know, and as we've discussed on this podcast, um, results take time. Building muscle takes time. Building a physique takes time, mm. um, especially if you're wasting your time not even eating correctly, right? So um, <clears throat> I think um, transitioning your mindset to not how I'm going to look um, in six months from now, thinking, okay, if I stay consistent now with my training, my food, tick the boxes, qualify myself, I will, I will look great and I'll, I will be really good in a year from now, two years. Fuck, if I'm consistent and if I've been consistent for a year now and I look this good, imagine how I'll look in three years, mm. right? Multiplying that consistent result and um, <clears throat> they got to have purpose. They got to have mindset and they got to go in there um, with, with a purpose essentially and um, making sure that they're better than last week. Um, a lot of people, I think they go to the gym thinking that the gym is going to just, uh, there's some, there's some anabolic, uh, spray coming through the, um, ventilation that's going <laughs> to, um, yeah. but, um, a lot of people are in the gym and 90% of people bro in the gym do not consistently get results or will look the same a year ago. Um, that's it. Like just, just before you keep going, that's such a good point because yeah, for a lot of people, it is a win to even get to the gym. That's fantastic. But if you're serious about seeing results, that's not the win. That's, that's the beginning. That's, that's the fucking prerequisite. You're at the gym, but that, that's not it. Like just cause you've been to the gym and, and moved some weight around and been active and stayed there for an hour and, and then left four to five times a week is not going to get you results. Yeah. It comes a point in time where you need to really start thinking about it and, and look at tracking your workouts, go in there with purpose and, and even ask yourself, like, have I given myself, my body a reason to change? If not, then fuck it. You can't expect it to happen. Like there's not, nothing's going to happen if you're not giving your body a reason to change. Exactly right. You need, you need to, if you want to change, you, you, you need to change essentially. And um, uh, yeah, look, I think if, if I can give some advice, it would definitely be um, uh, 
making sure that they get on top of the nutrition. So mm. actually adjusting their food and macronutrients um, accordingly to, I guess, their desired goal. And obviously um, identifying that those, those macros, um, implementing it consistently. Um, as, as I'm sure you're aware, a lot of people are good Monday to Friday. What happens over the weekend? You know, um, for a fat loss client, they need, they need seven days of, of, of a caloric deficit to be in a fat loss phase. And uh, people are good in their deficit Monday to Friday. And then come Sunday, or they eat and um, it goes to shit, right? It's gone. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, yeah, obviously sticking to the basics is very important. And, and just remember, um, there's nothing wrong with sticking with the same exercises over a long period of time. Man, I do the same fucking leg workouts I did five years ago, right? Mm. Progressive overload takes time. And, uh, you know, it's not about also how heavy you go. You know, it, it, progressively overload is, is important, but you need to ensure that you're ticking the boxes of, did I lift this weight with the right uh did i did i try to contract my muscles very well under this load was the weight controlled did i execute good tempo um did i kind of tick all those boxes whilst um improving uh mm. that load like i don't squat much man like i'm like i i only squat like just like three plates man it's not much you know i mean 140 kilos for anyone you know what i mean it's really not much like some people may squat 180 200 kilos and their legs are half the size of mine and, and mm. people can say genetics, but I had twigs before I started training, right? I was yeah. a marathon runner. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, I think those factors, man, consistency, um, food, macronutriently, um, and, and progressive overload over a long period of time. You qualify yourself with those, with those movements and obviously purpose in the gym being better than last week, then you're setting yourself up for, for a result. 100% man couldn't agree more Jamie thanks for coming on the show brother uh, much appreciated it was good to, to see your face and catch up looking forward to hopefully getting a session in very soon man once the, the government decide to prioritise gyms instead of fucking bottle shops and restaurants which would be nice but anyway before we get fucking taken off the internet um, thanks again man much appreciated um for everyone who has enjoyed today's episode we'd love for you to take a screenshot post on your instagram story for us tag myself tag jamie i'll have all the links to his socials and everything in the uh show notes below thanks a lot man much appreciated and uh i'll chat to you again soon happy bro thank you so much once again i really appreciate it and uh looking forward to the next one